Season 3 of the Cafe Nervosa podcast. I'm Taryn. And I'm Lauren. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. We will lovingly dissect the episodes, share clips featuring great jokes, and talk about some absolute favorite Frasier moments. In this episode, we're talking about how the show portrays sexuality. And for season three, that means talking about Frasier having sex with his boss on the air, Martin dating a lady cop, and Daphne getting an actual relationship. So pour yourself a flute of champagne and hop from bed to bed at your ski lodge as we talk about season three of Frasier. Before we get into the topic, here is a refresher on Season 3 of Frasier. In Season 3, KACL gets a new station manager named Kate Costas, who Frasier has a fling with. Niles and Maris separate, Martin sends an original song to Frank Sinatra, and Daphne dates a man named Joe. Roz continues to be our hero by wearing killer pantsuits and by idolizing her new female boss. And finally, Frasier's hair is no longer a skullet. Praise be. Praise be indeed. Lauren, start us off. What would you like to talk about today? I want to talk about one of the main plot lines of season three, which is about KACL's new station boss, Kate Costas, and Frasier, who is first fighting with her. He is in charge of negotiating the contract for the support workers at the station, which is weird because it was previously established they are unionized. So why a member of the talent staff would be bargaining, it doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) Sitcom rules apply. (laughs) We ignore it. (laughs) Absolutely. So he and Kate, when they first meet, uh, they're butting heads because of that and because she is smarter than him and a woman. Kate is smart, talented, and tough. It's a really great portrayal of a woman boss, actually. Um, And for, we're up to 1995 now, I think. Around there, yeah. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Great to see. It's wonderful. So Frasier and Kate are hashing out the negotiations for these contracts. Their verbal sparring turns into making out, and eventually they have sex in her office. Here is a clip of Frasier talking about what happened. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before. It was just... Pure sex. Overwhelming, unexpected, animal-like. Oh, well, that, we've all experienced that. Who hasn't? (laughs) I'm no stranger to that feeling myself. It can strike without warning. And you don't know who it will be. Why, you could be standing next to a person month after month, and then the next thing you know, you're tearing each other's clothes off. (laughs) There's a word for it. Hope. 
There are problems in this episode, like particularly this very silly trope of men and women fighting until they suddenly kiss or have sex. I mean, talk about something that was written by a man who was annoyed that a lady fought with him. But between this episode and the one that follows, which is called The Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, we see a sexual relationship that is treated with care on both sides. And at the same time, it's a nice representation of, of quite a casual sexual relationship. They don't try to get married, you know, it's it's there, they're both adults, it's fine. <laughs> Another great thing about this series of episodes is that um, in Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, Fraser and Kate get caught having sex on the air, and everyone knows it's him because it's his radio show, but no one knows that it's her, and he acts very admirably by not naming that it's her, which happens all the time with slut-shaming, so it's great that they didn't do that. Yeah, he sees no point in naming her. It's great. Yeah, it is great, and like, yay for a dude not treating a woman like crap after they've had sex. I support that. It's a lovely thing. <laughs> yeah. I agree that this is a very different kind of relationship that is being shown on TV, especially in the mid-90s, and the dissolution of their relationship is also very unique. Um, in the episode, It's Hard to Say Goodbye If You Won't Leave, Kate and Fraser attempt to see if they have a chance at a relationship because they both have felt this intense physical attraction and they're wondering if it, it's more than that. However, Kate announces that she's leaving for a new job. Here I have a clip of Fraser's impassioned speech to Kate about whether or not they should try to see about this possible relationship. Kate, this afternoon I wanted to say something to you, but when I found out you were leaving, I held back. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not holding back anymore. I can't stop thinking about you. Not just about the times we made love, but about the possibility that we might have a future together. Now, if there's any part of you that wonders the same thing about me, we owe it to ourselves to, to see it through. See, if, if you get on that plane tonight, we'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but, but soon. <laughs> and for the rest of our lives. Anyway, I, I think I made my point. What do you think? Kate? <laughs> More importantly, what do you think? So they clearly have a chemistry and they want to see if that goes anywhere. So Fraser goes to the airport to spend some time with her before she leaves, and they very quickly realize that they have little in common. Mm -hmm. This is the famous, um, I'm not a person for whom antique is a verb scene. <laughs> yeah. Which is lovely. Wonderful. And her favorite musical is Cats. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Cats. <laughs> Something I just really appreciate about this is that it acknowledges that the relationship that they had was a real thing, but that doesn't mean that they have to live happily ever after. There are all sorts of relationships that one can be in, and they're all okay as long as everyone's okay in them. It's also nice to see that when they realize that they're not meant to be together, it's neither of their faults. You can just see from each of their perspectives, they're, they're not compatible, and, and that's great. Mm -hmm. It sure is great. It also, this whole plot shows, you know, a woman in charge chooses to sleep with someone, faces no negative consequences <laughs> for doing so, 
decides to move for a job, like all of that happening in and around a sexual relationship is wonderful. Really great. I support it so, so much. Yeah. Another relationship that season three fleshes out is that between Fraser and Roz. Um, and there's an episode that focuses on the two of them specifically called Fraser Loves Roz. It's not a very good episode of television, I wouldn't say. No. I wouldn't recommend you go watch it. Quick synopsis is that Fraser knows that Roz's new boyfriend is a womanizer, but he can't tell her about it without breaking doctor-patient confidentiality. This leads Roz to think that Fraser is in love with her for the episode. It's dumb. It's pretty hack. Yeah. So, not a good episode, but it does include this really lovely exchange about a man and a woman who are friends. And here is a clip of that. My relationship with you is probably the healthiest one I've ever had with a man. Oh, yeah. I don't want to screw that up. Now that you mention it, it's, it's, yeah, my relationship with you is probably the best one I've ever had with a woman. <laughs> not that it's been much of a horse race, but... Uh... <laughs> Friendship. Here's hoping. The next time you tell a man you love him, he says it back. Well, let's see. I love you, Fraser. I love you too, Raz. <laughs> Gonna be all right? Yeah. Well, I'd better run. <laughs> Yeah, my saying I love you seems to have that effect on people. <laughs> no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll stay if you like. No, no, don't you worry about me. I will not be alone. I will be sliding into a hot tub with my good friends, Ben and Jerry. See you tomorrow, Ross. See you, Fraser. So, quite a lovely moment. It's very touching. And it shows him supporting her as a person in the world by setting her up for the, I hope whoever you say I love to says it back, and then he does it for her. It's really nice. And he means it, too. It's not just a token I love you. No, definitely not. I find this scene remarkable because so much art reinforces this silly idea that men and women can't be friends because they'll just have to have sex with each other. The iconic movie When Harry Met Sally, which I want to be clear, I love written by Nora Ephron. I could talk about the wagon wheel coffee table for a good hour, would happily do so. But that's one example of this kind of story. And I like that this series puts a stake in the ground here and says these two people love each other and it has absolutely nothing to do with them having a sexual relationship. That seems almost revolutionary. It does, it does indeed. So I wanted to talk about Martin's uh, romantic life, and specifically in the episode Police Story. In this episode, Fraser and Martin are attracted to the same woman, a police officer named Maureen, played by Jane Kaczmarek. Uh, Fraser is pulled over by her for speeding, and he thinks that she is flirting with him and decides he would like to pursue her. Fraser asks Martin to take him to a bar that is frequented by police, and Maureen meets Martin and asks him out while Fraser's off buying them drinks. Mm -hmm. This is just an awesome story because not only is Maureen an age-appropriate woman for Fraser to be interested in, she's not interested in him. She's interested in Martin. 
and, and we see charming Marty and we totally get why, coupled with their shared profession, that she would want to date him or at least see if, if they have something in between them. Uh, and here is a clip of that charming Martin. I'm a beer drinker myself. What about you? That's fine by me. Beer, huh? Oh, what the hell? I'll try one. <laughs> so, what brings you guys here? This is mostly a cop hangout. Well, I used to be on the force. Really? Yeah. Wait a minute. Marty Crane? You're Martin Crane. You're wasting your time in traffic. You're quite a detective. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember you when I was in training. You gave this great lecture at the Academy on how to deal with an armed suspect. Well, thanks. How come you left the forest? Well, I uh, got shot by an armed suspect. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. So, do you miss it? Nah, how attached can you get to a hip? <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I have to get over to the hospital. I told him to beat me if there was any news about my sergeant. What happened to him? She's having a baby. Oh, well. Well, this is a girl. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell Frazier you had to run. Thanks. Listen, um, I never do this, but I would love to have a beer or go to dinner sometime. With me? I don't want to put you on the spot. If you, uh... If you want to go out, just give me a call. With me? <laughs> You're the only one here. Oh, Marty, so charming. Uh, one more thing to consider when we're talking about sexuality in season three is that Daphne gets to have an actual proper relationship with a named character this season. It's with Joe, the contractor hired by Frazier to fix a scratch in the floor. And there's some pretty major nonsense involving how and when these two characters are, quote, allowed to have sex. But the fact is, they do so. Go get it, Daph. Yeah, and it seems like an actual relationship. Wonderful. That's great. Big step up. Mm-hmm. Lauren, did you know that Dan Butler, the actor who plays Bulldog, is a gay man? I did not know that. I did not until very recently. And it has changed how I think about Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Because that character sucks. Big time. Mm-hmm. And I still find him fairly intolerable. Mm-hmm. But knowing that the actor portraying him is gay makes me reconsider him at the very least. Yeah. To me, it seems like he is satirizing toxic masculinity in a way that I didn't... Without knowing that he himself was gay, I wouldn't have said that was the case, maybe. Yeah, he's... It's at least he knows what he's doing instead of just doing that thing. Mm-hmm. It, he he has a point of view in it, and it makes me appreciate the character a little more. Definitely. Our next segment is Nonsense Corner. Lauren, start us off. I'd be happy to. So uh, as we talked about in Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl, Frasier gets caught having sex on the air, and then Kate, his boss, has to suspend him uh, for that for one week, and he is outraged at this punishment. What? You had sex in your place of work on the air? In public. In public. 
it went out on the airwaves and he's like super offended that he gets suspended likely with pay <laughs> for one week for a week shut up white men yeah <laughs> cool it Taryn what nonsense do you bring it is with a heavy heart that I have to bring this to nonsense corner and that is that Roz slut shames Kate oof she doesn't know that it's Kate that she's specifically slut shaming but she is shaming another woman that sucks. Right, and that's because the people don't know who this mystery woman was that Fraser had sex with yes. on the air. And the office has a pool of who they think it is, and hot money is on Roz, and Roz's response is something to the effect of what kind of slut do they think I am yeah. to have sex with a coworker? Not, Not okay, not good. Not good. And you can just tell that this is a show written by men because our dear Roz would not say this. <laughs> no. No, she wouldn't. No. And she's definitely had sex with one of those co-workers. Yeah. Probably in the office somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Good for her. Turning back to things we love about the show, it's that time where we recommend an episode for you from the third season. Taryn, what's your pick? I am going with It's Hard to Say Goodbye If You Won't Leave. I really enjoy the interaction between Fraser and Kate, and I love their realizations that they don't like each other. Yeah, that whole airport scene is wonderful. There's a great joke about euthanizing a cat, <laughs> which I support. Not euthanizing cats, but the joke about it. Yeah, I support. Uh, it's really well written. Yeah. Warren, what is yours? I recommend the episode Sleeping with the Enemy. It's just the portrayal of a woman who is in charge of her life and in charge of her sexuality. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. I write recaps for each of our podcast episodes, so if you want to see some excellent Fraser GIFs, check that out at CafeNervosaPodcast.com. Please also go right now and follow us on Instagram. We're at CafeNervosaPod. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. We would love it if you would help us spread the word about our show by telling the Niles to your Fraser or the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Lauren, you are up. All you need to know here is that Fraser is being bracingly honest about the world. <laughs> this is getting me nowhere. All right. Just have to go down there and confront her myself. Find out if what she was feeling was actually genuine or she's simply being a conniving femme fatale. Come on now, Dr. Crane. It's not like men have never used sex to get what they want. How can we possibly use sex to get what we want? Sex is what we want! <laughs> Taryn, what's your favorite? All you have to know here is that Fraser is not intimidated by strong women. What's all this? Eddie was viciously attacked. Oh, is that coffee cake I smell? Well, now that I look at it, it's just a scratch. But I probably should take him to the vets anyway. What are you doing up so early? Oh, the new station manager's taking over today. She wanted to meet with all of us. She? Oh, working for a woman, huh? Yes, why? Well, 
tough on guys taking orders from a woman. We resent it. Well, that's absurd. If I had trouble taking orders from a woman, Frederick would never have been conceived. 